0: good morning. How's everyone doing? We have the the faithful few, but we are excited to be together this morning. Grateful to be able to have the opportunity to still meet and still celebrate what God is doing in our lives. And this morning, I don't know about you, we went to bed late last night and saw the the snow flurries begin, but nothing was really sticking. And, And of course, you wake up in the morning and there's a nice big, thick layer of snow. Maybe you're like me. The first thing that came to your mind is do you want to build a snowman? I and mean, come on. You know, every one of you were thinking Frozen songs right out of the gate. And all you manly men, you know you watch Disney, Disney movies, so stop acting like you don't. But it is great to be together and it is great to continue to celebrate God's goodness in this season as we were able to Enjoy Christmas. Um, enjoy that time together with family and friends, celebrating what God has done this past year. And, you know, as you come to the end of a year post Christmas, I think we, we automatically begin to start to think about the new year. We start to think about 2022. Maybe you are one of those types of people who likes to put a new year's resolution and, you know, a, a new goal. Down that, that eventually probably within seven days you're going to break and um, not really actually carry through to fulfillment. but there are many who get excited when they think about a new year and, and, and our focus tends to become that. I think sometimes we fail to remember the importance of reflection the importance of looking back at what God has done in our lives and what God is desiring to do in our lives. And so, this morning I want to take some time to talk about the importance of reflection, the importance of looking back. And today's message is entitled simply, Hindsight. You know, it's one of those things that we probably don't talk about or think about too much. There's the cliche, hindsight is 20 You know, I don't know exactly what that means literally, but I think it, tends to mean, you know, hindsight is, is 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 important when we look back and we reflect, but oftentimes we don't spend enough time reflecting on the things that have happened in our lives. But when we think about hindsight, we think about looking back in an attempt to move forward in our lives. And God has gifted us this opportunity to look back, to see what He's done to see the things that He's accomplished in our lives. But it's a choice, it's a decision that we have to make to reflect on God's goodness. And so I want to spend a few few minutes together this morning as as many of you are tuned in online at the, the comfort of your couches or the warmth of your home. And we have many here who are with us worshiping in person. But I want to spend a few minutes this morning talking about the importance of reflection. Because the reality is when we come to the end of a year, sometimes it leaves us longing and looking toward the new year. Maybe our our only desire is that we could forget about what happened last year and have a a fresh start, have a a new start. Maybe you look you look back at 2021 and you use monikers like, you know, bad year or dumpster fire or you know, something I want to forget. Perhaps it was a year of, of great blessing and, and victory for you. But the reality is, many times the circumstances from the previous year can can bring us to a place of, of desiring to forget the struggles from the past, only looking forward to a, a better future. And we find ourselves fixed on that. You know, we can... Sometimes come to the end of a difficult season desiring never to look back. I just want to forget everything. There wasn't anything good that happened. We can come to that place where we can feel like it was just letdown after letdown after letdown. It was frustration after frustration after frustration. It was a year of discouragement. And we can find ourselves struggling to find anything worth celebrating. For many, this past one to two years has represented hardship, loss, and plenty of uncertainty. And we find ourselves in that place of wondering, is there good ahead of us? You know, I've always been a fan of the new year. I just enjoy the idea of newness. You know, that, 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 it, it always tends to represent something that we can look at forward to. And and God, I think, is a God of of newness. God created, but He saw fit when we sinned to make a way for us to be redeemed and forgiven. And I love that God is a God of new. God is a God of newness. Because if you think about the way that God has designed the world and our our lives and and the, the things that we navigate through in life, no matter what happened yesterday, I have the gift of today. I have the gift of tomorrow. I have the gift of of new. No matter what happened last week, I have the gift of this new week that's before me. No matter how hard the last month may have been and the struggles that I navigated through, I get a new month to experience God's presence. And whatever's happened in this past year, no matter how difficult or wonderful, There's a new year ahead of us. But if we're not careful, we can so desire the start of something new that we can neglect the valuable things that have already occurred in our lives. The wonderful blessings. Gretchen and I are celebrating this season. Very, very extra thankful this Christmas as our daughter was in a uh, a bit of a car accident uh, a couple days before Christmas. Christmas when she was coming back from Corvallis and mistakenly saw the sign for the 99 exit and thought McFarland Drive was, was 99 and she went to take the exit thinking there was an off-ramp only to find a 90-degree turn. And the car lost control and ended up in a, in a ditch in about two feet of water. And thankfully, she called and, and uh, the boys and I were able to go out and... Get her out of the car, and uh, the Lord protected her. But there was things that could have occurred in that instance that could have been horrible and could have left us in a very different place today. And we tend to neglect to see those blessings along the way in our lives, those areas of protection that God has placed. The reality is, no matter how optimistic we may be for a better future, we cannot forget about what God has already done in our lives. We have to be able to come to a a place of, of true reflection. Because the reality is, we, all of us, can lose sight of what God is desiring to do in the future because we fail to acknowledge what He's done in the past. We look forward to the future so much that we fail to acknowledge that God has walked with us every step of the way in the past. And too often when we think of the past, we we focus on those, those negative elements. But to truly have the ability to look to the future with hope and with anticipation, we need to possess the ability to see the good things and the bad. The victories and the defeats. The high points and the low points, and this type of reflection takes a very intentional effort of seeing and sensing God's blessings amidst the difficulties we experience. It takes a decision on your part and mine. You know, if you look look up the word reflection in the dictionary. Webster would define it as an instance of reflecting. The production of an image by, or as if, by a mirror. The action of bending or folding back. Kind of an interesting definition. What an amazing picture of what it means to spend time in reflection, if you really think about it. How many of us go through life never taking a moment to look in the mirror to take stock of where we've been and where we are. How many of us never stop to look in the mirror and say, God, what have You done in my life? Where have You taken me? What have I seen You do? I love this other definition, the action of bending or folding back. I don't know, maybe, maybe you're like me when you read books. I don't read a lot of books, but when I do, I. Try to get through them as quickly as I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit ADD, and so, you know, taking time to read books, it, it, you know, it takes effort. But if you're like me, when you read a book, if there's a particular chapter or section that, that really stands out to you or, or you, you find value in, what do you do? You dog ear the page, right? Unless you're one of those purists who thinks you, you should never do that to a book because it's, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll dog ear down the page. I'll kind of bend down the corner because I know I want to come back. Right? We, we want to come back to that important component of the book so that we can reflect on it. That we can spend more time processing what's been said. But in order to truly understand what God is desiring to do next in our lives, we have to have a willingness to celebrate what He's done. We have to be willing to, to bend back and look back on what God has done. Because those important components are not just for the past. Right? Too often we see our walk, our spiritual journey as one of just looking forward. God, you're before me, before me. I'm chasing You. I'm chasing You. But what if we lose sight of all the amazing things that He's done as we pursue Him? We have to have a, a willingness to celebrate what he's done. I served under a pastor for a number of years where every time we came together in a meeting, he would say, Tell me something good. And I always, of course, wanted to sing the song, Tell Me Something Good, right? You guys are all doing it, just in your heads. But he'd say, Tell me something good. And we would always start the meeting off with wins. And it's something that our staff and our leadership team and our board does every time that we come together. We celebrate wins. And sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, it's hard. Sometimes in the chaos of life and all the stuff that's going on, it's kind of hard to find a win. Just because there's a lot of difficulty going on. We have to be intentional to look back and say, God, I know that you've been present I know that you've walked with me. I know that you've shown up in the midst of my circumstance. We have friends who, uh, once, one time when we went over to their house for dinner, they said, hey, we want you guys to take part in, in, in one of our little, little nightly traditions. We were like, okay, cool. And they, so they said, we, we, uh, at the end of the day, before we start to have dinner, we share highs and lows. And so they go around the table and they they share a high point from the day and a low point from the day and kind of use it as a launching point to discuss what they've learned. And I thought, this is amazing. It's a daily ritual of celebrating what God has done, seeing and sensing His presence and the difficulty. And where do we go from here? To more clearly see the hand of God at work In our future, we have to be in the mindset of remembering the way that He's walked with us in the past. And it's a daily decision. It's an intentional decision. It's a mindset that we have to have to acknowledge His love and His presence and His blessings. Because the truth is God has given us the joyful task of actively remembering what He's done. Actively remembering what He's done for us and through us. Because I'll tell you, this past year not only has God blessed you and walked with you and stood with you in the midst of some of the most impossible circumstances, but He's also used you to bless other people. He's also spoken through you to encourage people. He's also used you as a beacon of hope and joy in the midst of uncertainty for other people. Maybe people who just have watched you and observed the way you live your life at work. God has given us the joy of remembering what He's done. But it's a matter of reflection. Because the reality is God has instructed us to daily remember the things He's done on our behalf. Our text today is found in in Deuteronomy chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, you can flip there. If you don't, you can join us on the Version Bible app and you'll find the, the Scriptures and the notes there. But Deuteronomy 11, starting in verse 1, says, Love the Lord your God and keep His requirements, His decrees, His laws, and His commands always. Remember today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God, His majesty, His mighty hands, His outstretched arm, the signs he performed, and the things he did in the heart of Egypt, both to Pharaoh king of Egypt and to his whole country, what he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, now he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea as they were pursuing you. And how the Lord has brought lasting ruin on them. It was not your children who saw what he did for you in the desert until you arrived at this place. and What he did to Dathan and Abram, sons of Eliab, The Reubenite, when the earth opened its mouth right in the middle of all Israel and swallowed them up with their households, their tents, and every living thing that belonged to them. But it was your own eyes that saw all these great things the Lord has done. If you jump to verse 18, it says, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds, tie them as symbols on your hands, and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we want to be reminded today not just of the promise of Emmanuel, God, with us, but of the ways in which You've been with us, walked with us, guided us, and blessed us every moment of every day of this past year. And as we look forward to what You have in store for us, God, we ask that You would remind us to reflect. That You'd help us to remember and to speak about the amazing things that You've done. That we might bring hope to a generation who is lost without You. Father, we love You and we thank You for what You're going to do in our lives today. In the coming weeks, coming year, Father, you are good, and your promises are good. So we thank you for your faithfulness, and we ask your blessing on each and every one of us today, in Jesus name. Amen. You know, this passage in Deuteronomy is, is fascinating because the challenge to the people of Israel is to remember. This, this word in Deuteronomy, this Greek word that is used here, is the word yada, used in verse 2. It's translated to mean consider. Consider. And it's used 43 different times in Scripture. Consider. This word, yada, or consider, often came as a command for God's people to reflect upon, teach, remember, and know what God had done. You see it. The commandment of God to remember. To talk about. To write down, write down the things that God had done. And God's instructions demonstrate that this is a command that's, that's meant to be taken seriously. Right? They're to place the knowledge of what God has done in their lives, in their hearts and then in their souls, on their hands, In front of their eyes, on their foreheads, on their gates and their doorposts, it's supposed to be everywhere. What kind of reminders do you have in your life? Are you like me? You you live in in post-it note craziness, right? Got to write everything down and stick it on everything, you know, in the house or on your desk at work. Are you reminding yourself of what God's done in your life? Are you writing down the victories? Posting those in prominent areas of your life? Are you taking Scripture and and placing it on your mirror in your bathroom or on a tablet on your desk or on a sign in your house? Or are our lives riddled with the reminders of the frustrations and the discouragement we find in life you know God's command to the nation of Israel is to teach their children by sharing the stories of the things God has done what does he say remember today that your children were not the ones who saw and experienced what does this mean Means that no matter where we're at in life, whether we're sitting at home, whether when we get up, whether we go on a walk, whether we spend time in the supermarket, whether whatever we're doing, we're called to consider the things that God has done in our lives, in your life, and in mine. Because when we talk about them, when we acknowledge them, when we write them down, it tends to get people's attention. That we would share the truths and promises that are found in Scripture with those people that we have influence with. Who do you have influence with? Your kids? Your grandkids? Your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dad, your coworkers, your schoolmates, your classmates? Who do you have influence with? Who are you talking about the things that God has done in your life to? Because the reality is as we begin to talk about these things and share what God has done, it will get the attention of the people around us. And what is the commandment? We're called to talk about them all the time. Not just when it seems convenient. Not just when somebody asks. But we're called to reflect on the goodness of God all the time without fail. Pray without ceasing. Always be engaged in understanding what God has done and what He's doing. You know, later in in the Old Testament, we actually can see a passage of Scripture where the, the prophet Samuel takes this commandment very seriously. In 1 Samuel 7, verse 12, it says, Then Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen." And he named it as Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Now in case you're getting confused and you're thinking immediately about Ebenezer Scrooge, different translation of the word Ebenezer. Okay. The word Ebenezer actually means stone. And if you look up what Samuel is saying, is that God has helped him. God has walked with him. God has guided him. He's, he's shown him what he's called to do. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. You know, in the Bible, repeatedly throughout Scripture, we see the building of an altar as a symbolic act of worship. And Samuel did just that. He goes and he builds this altar. He he finds a, a stone and he sets it up as a as a place of, of remembrance. Understanding that he's called to consider and be reminded of what God's done in his life. This Ebenezer, this stone of help. And so he sets up an altar. A symbolic act of worship and a powerful symbol and a reminder to God's people. See, when we set up altars in our lives, they shouldn't be just for our benefit. They're meant to remind us of what God's commanded, but also others. And when Samuel built this altar, he wanted to be reminded of what God commanded, of how the people had responded, how God had blessed and disciplined His people this symbolic altar served as a reminder not only to the community of God's people but what then to the generations of people who would come behind the altars in our lives are not just for us they're for our kids for our kids kids the generations that would follow and each of us possess altar moments that must be celebrated and commemorated the same way that Samuel set up this altar and we celebrate them in order that our lives might serve as a testimony of God's faithfulness. When we talk about reflecting, it shouldn't just be like, a, oh, wasn't it great? Remember that one time you know, when God showed up? Wasn't that awesome? Right? It shouldn't be just kind of a haphazard reflection of remembrance. But We should be willing to set up a place of remembrance, understanding that as we talk about the blessings of God. People will hear and be influenced. You know, we've had plenty of altar moments in, in, in the church this past year, here at Neighborhood Church. Gail Chamberlain has been faithful and continuing to provide craft nights every week, Wednesday nights. People come together, families come together, kids create crafts and do fun, creative projects that allow people to come together in community and meaningful relationship. It seems like something simple, but relationship's happening. We were able to give school supplies to to students as they started the school year off at Lafayette Elementary. We had amazing women's Bible studies and Bible study fellowship met here during the week where women were able to come together and encourage each other, love one another. We had amazing outreach and service efforts to Lafayette Elementary where we were able to go over and work on their landscaping and and work on their playground and bless that school and that community. We did our Thanksgiving and Christmas boxes and the gifts that were purchased for families so they could have a wonderful Christmas. Partnership with Convoy of Hope and Open Arms International and Options Pregnancy Resource Center and Young Life and missionaries across the globe. There's been many things that are worth celebrating that have happened in the life of the church. Water baptisms this past November where people made the decision to follow Jesus with their whole heart and declare the faith and the hope that they have in Jesus Christ. A new members class where we saw 15 people step into a new commitment at Neighborhood Church. There was also challenging times this past year. The grief of celebrating loved ones who have gone on to be with the Lord. And the struggle through difficult seasons of of loss. The fact of the matter is the way in which we celebrate and remember these seasons of life will dictate how our children and the generations to come will navigate the uncertainty of the future. The altar that you set up and celebrate commemorate and remember will show our children and our children's children the faithfulness of God it's not just for us reflections not just for us celebrate God is good all the time all the time God is good no it's to understand that there are people watching that there are those who are struggling with their faith And our commitment to reflect on God's goodness will help them to see His faithfulness in our lives. Church, the the ability to reflect on the good and the bad moments will better equip us to embrace the road ahead. Will better equip you to embrace what God has in store for you. Because as you reflect on the the wins and losses of life, the victories and the defeats, the highs and lows, you can choose to see the presence of God in each and every moment. But it's a choice. You have to be willing to acknowledge. And as you look back on each moment, you should strive to see and sense God's hand at work. You should desire to find those altar moments. Those moments of celebration. Celebration. In the promotion that you received at work, He gave you favor. In the relocation, He worked out all the details to make sure that you could move and do it in a way that was going to help you. Even in the financial struggle, He was your source. In the loss of your loved one, He stuck, he stuck by you closer than a brother. In the anxiety and uncertainty, he was and is your peace. The reality of reflecting back to take stock of God's power and presence is that you must choose to build an altar of remembrance. You have to choose. No one can remember for you. It doesn't do any good for somebody to come alongside me and be like, Dan, didn't, don't you remember God was with you? Don't you remember that? He walked you through that. Now it's only when we embrace and understand God's goodness and His greatness that we can be prepared for what's coming in the future, good and bad. You have to choose to take the moments of life as worthy of reflection. What happened this past year? Is it worth Remembering? Is it worth reflecting on? Is it worth celebrating? Is it worth commemorating? Is it worth setting up an altar of remembrance? Because no matter what you've faced, no matter what valleys and mountaintops and wilderness experiences and storms you've endured, God has been faithful. That's worth celebrating. That's worth remembering. There are seasons of life that, I wa- that, that I've walked through, that Gretchen and I have walked through, that our families walked through that were horribly difficult. And I can look back on every one of those moments and say, God, I see the evidence that You were with me. I see Your faithfulness in those times. But it's a choice. Psalm 119 Verse 59 says, I've considered My ways and have turned My steps to Your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey Your commands. I've considered My ways and I've turned My steps to Your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey Your commands. That means no matter where we're at, we make a decision and a choice to follow God, to follow Jesus to follow God's plan for our lives. And as you remember God's power and presence in the seasons of the past, it will better prepare you to embrace the trials and the opportunities that lie before you. Because God desires to carry you through the good and the bad. A final thought this morning is this. Our willingness to celebrate God's blessings gives us the ability to believe for a greater move of God's spirit our willingness to celebrate God's blessings big and small will greater equip us to believe for a greater move of God's spirit what are you believing for this year what are you believing for as you anticipate 2022 is it something greater are you looking back saying, God, I believe because you've walked me through all these things that you have something greater in store for me this next year? Or do you kind of look, look at the world and go, eh, I guess whatever happens will happen. I can remember those moments of life where I just would say, well, God, whatever happens, happens. The world's going to hit me in square, square between the eyes and I just got to kind of take it and move on. And then I realize, no, God has something greater for me and for you. And when we choose daily to remember what God has done on our behalf, we will naturally be led to believe for greater things in the future. What is your response to the difficulties of life? You look at it and say, God, thank you for bringing me through that. You have something greater for me. Thank you for protecting my little girl in the midst of that scary night because you have something greater for her. Thank you for walking with me through this circumstance. As we make reflection a regular part of our lives and of our spiritual journey, we will begin to notice the pattern of God's power and presence in our lives. Noticing all the places, good and bad, when we've ex- experienced the presence of God, gives us confidence to know that He'll be with us no matter what. If we can notice that God was with us, then we'll know and be confident He's going to continue to walk with us no matter what we face. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Do you realize that? God's desires that you would have fullness of life, that you'd have abundance of blessings, that you would see and sense His presence in every moment of every day. And when we choose to celebrate God's blessings and promises amidst the good and the bad moments, the extraordinary and the ordinary, we will see and experience the fullness of life. We oftentimes, I think, we think that. that Fullness of life, or life to the full, means, you know, massive blessings, and I'm going to have all the money in the world. And when I walk down the street, people are going to go, Hey, Dan, how's it going? You're just a great guy. I like you. And that no matter where we go, there's just going to be a parade of pomp and circumstance. That's fullness of life. Sometimes fullness of life just shows up in the ordinary. Kind word, opportunity to encourage someone. Something as simple as getting home from the store safely. We have to choose to celebrate the blessings of God. We have to choose to wake up in the morning and say, Thank you, God, for the breath I have in my lungs. Thank you, God, for another opportunity to see and sense Your presence and to share that amazing gift with other people. We have to choose to celebrate. We have to choose to remember. We have to choose to reflect. Jesus promises in John 14, 12, "...very truly I tell you, whoever believes in Me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these." Because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name. I will do it. What an incredible promise. As we look at the, the power and the presence of Almighty God, and as we look to the new year, reflecting on the ways in which God has been with us in the past, are you believing for greater? Are you asking God for greater? Or are you just satisfied with status quo? Because if I read Scripture correctly, Jesus doesn't want you to have status quo Christianity. He doesn't want you to have status quo spirituality. He doesn't want you to have a status quo relationship with Him. You may ask Me for anything in My name and I will do it. Does that mean I can say I need a million bucks, God. I want to I get the Powerball. $200 million. Yes! No. We ask for God to show up in our lives so that He might be glorified. I will do whatever you ask in My name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Are you desiring for God's glory to be seen through your life? Are you desiring that your life would point people to Jesus? As we remember these altar experiences of the past, we will possess a greater belief in what the Spirit of God desires to do in the future. When we reflect on God's goodness in the past, it will better equip us to believe for what God is desiring to do next. And God's desires, these Altar experience will serve as a symbol of hope, not just for us, but for other people. Are your kids seeing and sensing the presence of God in you? Are your friends seeing and sensing your faith in Jesus? Is it evident? Or is it just one of those things we talk about on Sunday? Because caring and remembering and reflecting on those altar experiences means we talk about them. We post them. We wear them. We have to be willing to allow the presence of God to be evident and visible in our lives. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our Gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. Is your faith in God known everywhere? Is your walk with Jesus evident to everyone that you meet? Are the altar experiences that you've navigated through Well, those are those the things that you speak about, that you talk about? Because as we celebrate the power and presence of God at work in our past, present, and future, it's, it's truly up to each of us to believe for a greater move of God in our lives, in our families, in our schools, our workplaces, our neighborhoods, and our community, in the world. If you're not believing for more, who's going to? If you're not asking God to show up in a greater way in your life and in your family, in our church, in our community, then who's going to? Scripture says you you have not because you ask not. Are you willing to stand in the gap for someone else? Are you willing to pray and believe God for greater? Because it's not until we look back to see what God has done that we can truly see and sense what He's desiring to do in the future. So here's my question. What are you believing for this coming year? What are you hoping to see God do? The evidence of God's power in the past should give you confidence that we have great... Great days ahead. Would you stand to your feet this morning as we close? Father, we love you. We love you and we thank you that we don't walk this world, this life, this journey alone. Father, you're with us every step of the way. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You're the power, the provider, the peace, the provision, the protection that we need. But often we just need to ask. We just need to ask for You to guide us, to lead us, to help us to better sense what You're doing in our lives. God, we thank You for reminding us today the importance of setting up those altars in our lives to celebrate Your faithfulness, to showcase Your goodness, to tell people what You've done and what You're desiring to do. Father, we would never want to be selfish in receiving the gift of salvation the forgiveness of sins that we celebrate in the arrival of Your Son, the Messiah. Lord, that we would never hide that. That we would never think that's just for us. But we would understand that as we reflect, as we remember, as we celebrate, God, Your faithfulness is displayed for all the world to see. So help us to be intentional. Help us to be the kind of people who glorify you to point people to you. Help us to be the kind of people who talk about you, to point people to you. Helps to be the kind of people who celebrate you, that others would know you. God, we need your help. We desire to truly be your people. Father, we love You. We thank You that You're with us. That Your Holy Spirit goes with us. That not only serves as our comforter and our guide, but as our gift of power. So knowing that the Holy Spirit empowers us each and every day, God, help us to believe for bigger. Help us to believe for greater. Help us to, to pray audacious, crazy prayers knowing, God, that You will show up And that as we believe for miraculous, incredible moves of Your Spirit that You're faithful. Help us not to be satisfied with status quo Christianity. To step into a place where our faith is tested and our belief is stretched. That we would see You in every moment of every day. And this morning, perhaps you not made the decision to fault Jesus with your whole heart. You've, you've not made that choice to dedicate your life to God. Our desire is to give you the opportunity to do that. Understanding that not only has God walked with you through difficult impossible circumstances, but He desires to do greater in your life this coming year. So if that's your desire to... Make a decision to follow Jesus with your whole heart, to invite Him to come in and be that saving power. We want to say a prayer with you this morning. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. So we're going to say a prayer, and we invite you to make that decision today to say this prayer. We believe God's saving power will come in. We say this prayer together whether you're here in the house or you're tuning in online. We say this prayer. Father God, please forgive me. I've sinned and I've made a lot of mistakes. I believe Your Son Jesus Christ came to this earth to show me how to live. And He died and was raised back to life so I could have a relationship with You. I ask You today to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Change the things in me I'm unable to change as I choose to live for You today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, here's the decision we have to make. Will we take the time to reflect on what God has done in order to better prepare ourselves for what He's desiring to do? Because That's our decision each and every day. is to reflect and be reminded of God's goodness and to share that incredible message with the people that we come in contact with. We look forward to being together as we come to the end of the year pray God's blessing on you this last week of 2021 and we're excitedly preparing for 2022 be with us for our week of prayer Uh, we'll be kicking it off on January 2nd we look forward to some time together praying each night uh, for God's amazing blessings and presence this coming year we hope you have an amazing uh, last week of 2021 God bless you Have a wonderful week. Let's go out and be the neighborhood as we come into this new year.